All right, we want to uh, greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're grateful to the Lord for being here, and uh, we look forward to sharing with you the things that uh, the Lord have laid on our hearts to share. I couldn't wait to get up here and uh, share what God had put on my heart. Uh, I was telling my wife this morning, I said, uh, the Lord... You know, a lot of times he waits until the day of or until right up, until I'm standing up here uh, because he knows if he give it to me on Wednesday, it's going to burn on the inside of me and I'm not going to be able to <laughs> wait. <laughs> and so I was, you know, so excited about what the Lord was giving me to share uh, and not excited because it's, because it's quote unquote good news because it's really not. It's just to open our eyes. And let us see what's going on. There are so many uh, conspiracy theories about what's going on, you know, with the coronavirus and the way things are going right now. And I try not to um, get too deep off into that, you know, with the 5G and how that's, you know, uh, and all of that. Uh, and not saying that some of that stuff isn't the cause. But we, we as believers, we look through God's eyes, and we see, we see what, what he sees in it, you see. Because when it's all said and done, the book of Amos in the third chapter lets us know that the, if there's evil in the world, in the city, God has done it. Everybody understand? He's responsible for it. If it's evil in it, in the city, God has brought it to pass, you know. And so that's what we're going to look at today, and uh, everybody is open. Y'all ready to go down this road with me? <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about religion and common sense. And I, I can't tell you the number of people in the church today that use common sense as a cop-out for their lack of faith. And people have, you know, down through the years... I've heard people say, well, God has given you common sense. God has given us common sense. Don't you know? He gave Adam and Eve common sense. And what did they do with it? They got marched right out of that garden with it. When she saw that the tree was good for food, everybody understand? Everybody understand the common sense is within those five senses that God has given us. She heard what the serpent was telling her. Everybody understand? And through those five senses, they, we get things sent to our brains. You can close your eyes and somebody be, can be cooking something. And you can say, okay, yeah, that's gravy you're cooking. That's, that's, that's fried chicken. How do you do that? Through your sense of smell. And then it processes to your brain. And, and the brain goes off of memory. The first time you smelled fried chicken, you didn't know what it was. If you didn't see it. It could have been anything to you. So it's got to go off of memory. Off of your previous experiences. Now... Since we're not born saved, 
That's where the danger comes in at. Common sense is us processing things through previous experiences. You could tell a little boy, a little baby, don't touch that hot stove. They don't know what it feels like. They don't know what hot is until they touch it. And then after that, their reasoning begins. Okay, next time I know. And when they get close to it, they go, what they gonna say, hot? Hot? Yeah, common sense, common sense. We're going to debunk this common sense foolishness by the word of God. Because those heroes that we read about in the book of Hebrews, they didn't subdue kingdoms with common sense. Peter didn't walk on water with common sense. Common sense says, you still got gravity to answer to. He was a fisherman. You don't think, we know he knew how to swim. So he understood if I jump in this water, I could sink, especially if I'm in the middle. The Bible says they were in the middle of the sea. Common sense would have said, stay in the boat. You're already safe. Faith said, I want to get out. If that's you, Lord, bid me to come to you. Everybody understand? No, you don't get, I'm a, I'm a, you don't get anywhere in God with common sense. Now let's think about what that is. Common sense is reasoning. Think about sense. It's two words. Your five senses, reasoning, and what the common people would reason with those senses. In other words, you might have 10%. Okay, let's go back to the, uh, let's, let's go back to the Old Testament. When the 12 spies were sent into the land, 10 of them came back with common sense. They're giants in the land. We can't overtake them. They, these are men of great stature. Two of them came back with faith. God has already given it to us. Common sense had them marching out in the wilderness for another 40 years. Everybody understand? Nowhere in this Bible does God encourage common sense. What's the purpose of faith? It's called common for a reason. Because the common people, this is the way they would reason with their five senses. In other words, the most people, this is what they would decide to do. So if my Bible tells, tells me that broad is the way that leads to destruction, that tells me I need to go in the opposite direction of common sense. Common sense is taking people to hell every day. Because common sense, how many of you have seen God? No man hath seen him. So if I'm going to go off of common sense, common sense is going to tell me there is no God. I can't see him. I can't feel him. I can't touch him. Everybody understand? Let's, let's debunk this with the Bible. Let's go to the second chapter of 1 Corinthians. 
This Bible tells us that we are a royal priesthood. We are peculiar people. Peculiar means we don't go along with everybody else. It means that we're different. That means our thought, our minds, common, what, what is the purpose of having our minds renewed if we're supposed to rely on common sense? Everybody understand? Everybody see that now? Do we believe it so far? I hope it get under our skin when we hear somebody talk about common sense. That's unbelief. Everybody understand? God, your common sense ain't got no business in spiritual matters. Common sense is for smelling, for seeing. Common sense tells me the door is that way and I can walk that way. Everybody understand? That's what that's for. That's not for me to go against faith and make an excuse for my fear. Amen. Everybody there, the second chapter of 1 Corinthians. Let's start reading verse 1. In fact, let's, let's back up to chapter 1. Let's start reading at verse 26. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, or what? Called. Common sense says, if you want to be a preacher, go to college. Go to somebody's seminary school. Let them teach you what to say. This Bible says not, there aren't many. He said, look at yourself. He's talking to real believers. How many of y'all are educated and preaching this gospel? How much your education can't raise the dead? Common sense would have told the Lord to leave Lazarus alone. He was already a good man and on his way to heaven. He's been dead for four days. He stink already. That's what common sense would have said. But faith walked right to that graveyard. Let's wake him up. Everybody understand? I feel sorry for common sense because they don't see miracles. And even when they see it, they don't see it. <laughs> Look at verse 27. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Everybody see that? Foolish. In, in the world's eyes, it's crazy. Why? Because they got common sense. And so the Lord says, I'm going to choose what you think is foolish to, to confound you. You're going to be up in your house. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to order all your food, take out, and still going to get it. Everybody understand? Let's go ahead and keep reading. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised. Hath God chosen, yeah, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Everybody is scrambling trying to figure out this virus, trying to figure out how to combat it. They're doing everything but repenting. That's your, that's your fix. There's your vaccine. Go and repent. Everybody understand? 
Verse 30, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Chapter 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of what? Man's wisdom, common sense. Now, I'm going to show you just how foolish common sense is. It's really foolishness when you're spiritually minded. Let's go and keep reading. But in demonstration of the spirit and of what? Power. That your faith should not stand in what? Common sense. But in the power of God. Howbeit, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, in other words, common sense, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a what? Mystery. That totally wipes out common sense. Common sense is not a mystery. The wisdom of God is hidden in a mystery. Everybody understand? which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. What does that mean? God took the common sense and our man's wisdom. He had them looking for a King David, somebody that's great in stature, somebody with a sword around his belt at all times, Somebody that looked like they could fight. Somebody that was handsome. Some, everybody understand. Somebody that was charismatic. None of, Jesus Christ had none of those qualifications. The Bible tells us that there would be no beauty in him. That's automatic. You know, automatically, that's three quarters of the world and turn him down. Ain't no way you can be the Lord. God ain't going to wrap himself in ugly. So everybody understand. Let's think about the ways of the world. I mean, you, you know, we've, we've watched specials. And on, they had a special on TV one time showing a, a, a woman that was not so attractive stuck on the side of the road. Everybody passing her by. They took a woman who, who the world would think was beautiful and stuck on the side of the road, and everybody stopping. It is proven that that's the way it is. That's the way people think. Everybody understand? So sure enough, ugly comes to die for us. We don't accept it. You can't be the son of God. No way. Everybody understand? So God wrapped himself in ugly, but came with power to prove ugly can raise the dead. Ugly can do things ain't nobody in this world ever did. Open blind eyes. In other words, God wanted them to rely on the power, his power, not on looks, not on the wisdom of man. Everybody understand? On power. 
And so since they overlooked him being the son of God, they crucified him. And the Bible says that that was God's plan all along. He had to be crucified, had to be killed. They wouldn't have killed him if he was King David. They wouldn't have killed him if he was handsome and charismatic or trying to fit in. But they didn't mind killing ugly. Even though ugly could raise the dead, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, all of that, ugly's got to go. There's nothing charismatic about you. You don't fit in anywhere. Everybody understand? And so you see how God's purpose is fulfilled when wise men, according to this world, think that they're smarter than God? Let's go ahead and keep reading. But as it is written, I have not what? Seen, nor ear what? Heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that what? Love him. In other words, there is all the common sense in the world cannot obtain the blessings of God. All of the common sense in the world won't get you anywhere with God. Everybody understand? Let me tell you why. Verse 10, but God hath revealed them unto us by what? His spirit, not common sense. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Everybody see that? For what man knoweth the things of God, save what? The spirit of man which is in him. That has nothing to do with common sense. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the what? Spirit of God. God has to bypass your senses to use you. Common sense would tell me to write out the whole sermon and then stand up here and read it to you. The Spirit of God says, just stand up there, I'll talk. Everybody understand? Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, not common, that's what common sense lives. The spirit of the world. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Everybody see? Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual how in the world can you believe what we just read and still think God can qualify your common sense? Common sense is your problem. That's been your problem all along. That's what's got you going to church and not being healed. That's what's got preachers scared to preach on healing. Everybody understand? In sweet by and by, we're going to all be able to see in the sweet by and by, we're going to all not be sick. Everybody understand? Forget about thy will be done in heaven as it, in, in earth as it is in heaven, that we just disqualify all of that. <laughs> Verse 14, but the natural man, 
the man with common sense, what happens? Receiving not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Does everybody see that? The world common sense says if you want to be great, then make yourself great. Put yourself above everybody. Make them think you're somebody. Brag about your education and your title and your position and all of that. You got, you got to promote yourself. Build your brand. That's, that's the world common sense. God's wisdom said if you want to be great, be a servant. Go wash somebody's feet. Everybody see. <laughs> and you got folks think they serving God, building their brand. So you see this, this says that these things are spiritually discerned. Not, not with this, not with this nose, not with this tongue, not with my skin, not with my ears. For reasoning, these things are spiritually discerned. I got to bypass my senses to even be able to tell what God has for me. Verse 16, verse 15 says, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he might instruct him? Everybody see that? Your common sense don't know the mind of the Lord that you can instruct them. But look at what the last part say. But we have the mind of Christ. That's where our senses come from. Lord, what do you say about this situation? I don't care what my nose is smelling. Them, that's not mashed potatoes. Those are chitlings. Everybody understand? I'm trying to show you why faith is needed. Faith is needed because it bypasses what you naturally see. And let me prove it. How many of you have ever, you know, been in a room and somebody looked at you and then when you looked at them, you heard them, they heard them turn their head? What does common sense tell you? Oh, okay, I see how it is. You, you, you've been talking about me, now you can't look me in the eye. Sure enough, we walk in a room with people talking, and then all of a sudden, everybody get quiet. Okay, I see. I guess my, you know, my season here is up. Because I discerned nothing. Nothing but what the devil wanted you to see. <laughs> everybody understand? So we see how common sense goes against God. It goes against our faith walk. Does everybody understand? All right, Sister Tanks, come up here for a second. We're going to use you as an example.
All right, you can just stand right there. Yeah, come, come this way, son. Let's get you in the camera. All right, don't, don't, don't try to cover now. We're trying to show something. Now, what does common sense say about Sister Tate's? Say what now? That's what common sense says. She's pregnant. If you the daddy, stand up. Come on up here, Brother Tanks. <laughs> All right, you stand right there. Now, he claims he the daddy. <laughs> so when you see somebody with a stomach like that, you assume what? They're pregnant. And you assume that the daddy is flesh and blood. Everybody understand? And we assume, okay, so you've been there already. Everybody understand? You've been there already. Hold up your left hand, Sister Tanks. And we can assume she's not married. Everybody understand? So let's say, y'all can go ahead and sit down. So let's say they've been walking, she's just by herself walking through the store. Pregnant how many months now? 10 months? 11 months? <laughs> She's walking through the store, waddling behind that buggy. You look, oh, praise the Lord, she's, she's about to have a baby. Oh, oh my goodness. When is people going to learn? Stop having these babies out of wedlock. This don't make no sense. Everybody understand? That, but that's common sense. I'm going to get the whole story wrong <laughs> behind my common sense. Everybody understand? So now let's go and let's go get God and let's bring him to our courtroom of common sense today. Can we do that? How old am I? 45. If I came in here with a 13-year-old girl, what would I be called? A pedophile. So according to our common sense, what is God? Pedophile. If I came in here with a 13-year-old girl who was espoused to somebody else, what would I be called? An adulterer. God could have chose a 40-year-old woman who was single. He chose a 13-year-old child in our minds who's already engaged to be married, adulterer. That's our common, but we, but we going to heaven with common sense. I'm trying to debunk this mess. How can you, with your common sense, believe God that God is just? And he took a 13-year-old and impregnated her. 
Everybody understand? Oh, he's still on that stand. Let's, let's, he's still on the witness stand. Let's ask him some more questions. When he showed up to Mary, he didn't ask Mary, Mary, is it okay? Can we do the do and I impregnate you? I've chose you to have my child, so is this okay with you? That, that, that didn't happen. He told her, I'm gonna overshadow you without your permission. What does that make him? Rapist. <laughs> he didn't ask her. Everybody understand? So you got a 13-year-old child, espoused to be married to a man who's now pregnant. How is Joseph supposed to see this? What would you think if your wife told you, this is of the Lord? <laughs> yeah, and the Bible says, if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. Everybody understand? If it is of the Lord, he must go marry you and pay your bills and all of that. So not only that, you know, the old child molester took this little 13-year-old girl, ain't never knew anybody. How could you? Then you inconsiderate. Why? Because common sense says, what does our common sense say for us today? Ladies, graduate high school and then go to college and get a degree and then get a career. And then when you're 40 years old, your eggs all dried up, then get a man and have a baby. But don't, don't have one, you know, don't have more than one or two. Because that's crazy. Everybody understand? I'm trying to show you how far our senses have gotten away from the things of God. Here was God himself overshadowed a 13-year-old girl without her permission who was already engaged to be married to somebody else. So what is the indictment? Pedophile, rapist, and what else? Adulterer. That's what church folks would call it. But yet they say they serve in that God. Does everybody understand? So you see how our common sense goes against God and his wisdom? Common sense says wait until you're established. Wait until you can afford, when, can, can anybody really afford a baby? Does everybody understand? 
No, if we got three beans to eat at night, you're going to get one of them. That's all. We're just going to be fasting more, if that's what it come down to. But let's think about this. Our grandparents were poorer than us, and yet they had 10 and 15 children. How many of your great aunts and uncles and uncles and uncles and aunts starved to death? Everybody understand? They say what? It takes about $200,000 to raise a child from, or maybe more than that, to raise a child from birth? How many of y'all got that money in the bank? Everybody understand? No, we're going we gon', to, you know, we're going to be anxious. We're going to deal with today today. Today we got three beans. I don't know. God, God will take care of tomorrow. That's how we live. I'm trying to get you to see how God, people are going to miss God with their common sense. They, they're going to miss him every time with their common sense. Common sense says if there's a virus out and people are catching it, just stay to yourself. But they don't even abide by their own common sense. Because we still got essential. So my question is, who's decide, who decides what's essential? What devil made that decision? I bet they won't close those abortion clinics. Everybody understand? So common sense says if you're just starting out, just getting married, you know, you don't, you're not a millionaire, don't, don't have more than two children. Get your boy and girl and, be, and just get it over with. You got your boy and girl, just be glad you got that. But that's it. Now, y'all know that's where we're going. That's where it is, really. Now, you think about it. When I was growing up, they had, they had vehicles as wide as this bench almost. Barely standing on this, stand on this side of the road. Everybody understand? Yeah, there was a whole lot of folks pulling over and letting people pass when I was growing up. There were some tanks coming down that road. And they were made of iron. You could wreck and still survive. <laughs> But as time went on, vehicles got smaller and smaller and smaller. I, I, even SUVs. Some SUVs, you got to lean over like this to even fit in it good. Like, that don't make no sense. The bottom wide and the top is like this. But you know what it is? We've been programmed. Small families. 
I've seen people try to stick to that, having one and two children. It seemed like a good idea until you bury one of them. Everybody understand? Yeah, that's, my wife and I, we were visiting a couple last night, an old couple, and did some research on them, and they buried three of their children. I don't know how many more they had left, but three of them is buried in the graveyard. My granddaddy buried four of his five children. And the, and the last one only lived a few years past his death. Everybody understand? It has become a curse. You looked upon as being, is something wrong with you if you have more than two children? You just out, you, everybody understand, you just out doing, just doing too much. Hardly anybody's going to tell you stop having sex. Just stop having as many babies. So what does that equal? We're going to encourage promiscuity. But going to tell you not to have that many babies. What does that equal? Let's kill them off. Let's sacrifice them to the devil, because that's what it boils down to. Let's go, let's go look at what God thinks about children. Let's go to the 127th number of Psalms. Y'all still here? People today, <laughs> people today are about to lose their mind because now they actually have to take care of their children, have to look after them from sun up to sundown. You can't send them to nobody's school somewhere to let them babysit them and deal with them. I feel like God is trying to help some people grow up. This is a selfish generation. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Bringing, God used you to bring life into this world and then you look down on that life. Like you got something better to do. What, other, what else can you do? It's folks preaching all around the world and don't want to be around their own children. They got all kind of ministries. I'm, I'm a preacher. This one, God's going to, you know, use me to bless this one, bless that one. Take care of your own children. That's your first ministry. Preach to them. Everybody understand? They're not a curse. Children are a blessing. Let's read verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. Everybody see that? It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Everybody see that? That's for us folks that like to stay up late. 
The Bible says that's vain. It is vain. Let's read that again. For you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved what? Sleep. God don't want you jogging around the block to go to sleep. God will give you sleep. I'm telling you from experience, if you can't sleep at night, you got some unsettled accounts with the Lord. Everybody understand? That's your problem. You got unsettled accounts. God wants you to pray and make that right. Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 3. Lo, children are an inheritance of who? And the fruit of the womb is his what? How in the world do we think we're going to receive the blessings of God and we can't stand what the obvious blessing is? How is it we're going to receive, we're asking God for all kinds of blessings and we got little human beings that look just like us right on side of us that we can't stand to be around 24 hours a day? How in the world can that come out of your mouth? I need a break from what? My blessing. That's with God all the way around. What greater blessing is it to you than to see a little human being that look just like you? And don't pray to God for cars and there ain't none of that going to look like you. We focused on the wrong thing. Stuff that's designed to make us more selfish. Children are designed to help folk get out of themselves. That's what's wrong with this generation. You may say, well, what this got to do with what we're talking about? Let's go and keep reading. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, <clears throat> so are the children of what? The youth. Let's go and keep reading. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. The quiver is the thing that you keep the arrows in. He's saying you're, you're happy, you're blessed when you have your house is full of children. Sometimes I don't think people know how blessed they are. You know, when I, would, when I would go to work when my children were little, I'd come home, if they standing by the door waiting for me, that was that just whatever day I had was forgotten about. That was my blessing. To see children that wanted to be around their daddy. Everybody understand? And so they are compared to arrows. Why? Because that is your weapon against depression. They are meant to be your, they're meant to bring you joy and happiness. Now let me prove it to you. How many of you have ever been in a not so good mood and your child come up to you and they know something's off and they come up and try to make you laugh or do something funny? That's God in that child. No, it ain't, your, it ain't your husband or your wife. They, they in a bad mood just like you. 
And they tired of your attitude. Well, you know, I ain't got to be around you. I'm, you know, them children gonna come up what? <laughs> Everybody understand? They don't know anything about grown problems. They, but they know they want a happy atmosphere. They don't want to see none of y'all go to jail. <laughs> so it says, happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. We're going to read uh, 128 now. Verse 1, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, happy thou shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as fruitful as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about the table. Everybody see that? You see what the Lord is saying there? Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feared the Lord. Everybody see? He said, when you fear God, you're going to have a whole table full of children sitting around it. Your wife is going to be fruitful. That was a blessing to somebody. But what is it today? Everybody understand? The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Verse 6, yeah, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Everybody see that? I think it's something. Some of you may have noticed the pattern. People can't get along with their own children, but, but they love their grandchildren. That's some raggedy stuff. Well, I tell you what, let them come stay with you for a couple of weeks, and they're going to be in the same boat I'm in. Everybody understand? <laughs> yeah, it's easy to love them when you're just dropping them off every once a month over the weekend. You see them every few months, it's easy to love them. Well, I tell you what, parents need to break that cycle. If stuff ain't right between you and I, it ain't going to be right between you and my offspring either. Everybody understand? Because really, all it is is a way to get back at, at the, the child that they couldn't forgive. Couldn't have a relationship with you. At least I could have one with my own grandchildren. Or you could just mend y'all's junk and everybody love each other. Everybody understand? Yeah, grandchildren ain't, ain't the fix for whatever issues you got. So do we believe that God thinks a lot of children? So much to the point where they're supposed to be a blessing to the people that he give them to. Do we believe that?
So we're, gonna, we're talking about, what did I say the name of this message was? Say what now? Religious, religion and common sense. So let's think about that now. Common sense got people scrambling, trying to figure out what's going on. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you, people aren't even using common sense. They don't have the sense they think they have. Spiritually so, several years ago, and some of you may remember me preaching on this, uh, and it's in the message, God's warn, a warning to America. And I preached on how God has showed me in a vision, I think around 2006 or 2007, somewhere up in, it might have been 2009, that there was an angel of the Lord standing out in the Atlantic Ocean right outside of New York on their coast. And he was a very big individual, so much so that from his shoulders on up was above the clouds. And he stood there with a sword in his hand like that, like he was holding a bat. And then there was a voice that came from heaven that spoke in a language that I couldn't understand. Uh, but I understood that he was giving that angel uh, a command to swing that sword. And so when that command came, the angel swung that sword. And when he did, the Twin Towers fell. And he had his arm stretched out like that. And then he took his, and he went like this to put it back, the sword back in his sheath. But when he did, that voice came again in a language that I couldn't understand that shook this whole world. And when the voice came again, the angel took the sword out and did like this again. And I understood he was waiting on an order from God to swing it again. Now that's what's spiritually discerned. But naturally so, is right in our face if we'll look at it, but it's, it's for whatever reason, it's not, people are not seeing what's going on. In America right now, this day, it is said that there are 277,607 cases of the coronavirus. And there have been 7,406 deaths in total. New York has 103,476 confirmed cases, almost half of that, with 3,218 deaths, half of all America. Everybody understand? Let's go further. The nearest, the state that's next to those numbers, which is New Jersey, has 29,895 cases. Now, I want, I'm trying to show you the, the big gap there. There's a big gap between 103,000 and 29,000 cases with 646 deaths. So I'm trying to show you this big gap. The state of New York have 20 million people in it. The whole state of New York, 20 million people. There are 330 million people in America. Now y'all pay attention to what I'm showing you. This is what the Lord gave me. There are 20 million people in New York and there are 330 million people in America. That's 16 days. So the state of New York 
makes up 16.5% of the population of America. But yet they have half of the cases. My common sense tells me we need to look at New York. Everybody understand? Y'all only 16.5% of the population, but y'all got almost half the cases and half the deaths? It looked like the angel of the Lord done swung that sword. So then that makes us pay, everybody understand? But we got common sense. Common sense will tell you, look at, look at the numbers and see what's going on. So let's think about, let's, in fact, let's go look at that. Let's go to the 16th chapter of the book of Matthew. We're about to get it. The 16th chapter of the book of Matthew. Now, listen, I'm not preaching this to be insensitive to people that are suffering from this, to the families of folks that have died from it, you know, or folks that are suffering with it, or whatever the case is. But we have to know what God sees and what the reasoning is behind these things. Everybody understand? If we don't, if you whoop a child, but you don't tell them what they're getting spanked for, they're going to repeat their behavior. You have to tell them why, this is why you're about to get spanked. Now the Lord's been preaching it, been preaching it, but folks haven't been listening. But today we're going we're gonna to tell you why America, and not only America, but other nations are being spanked by God. I hope this, I hope this goes out to people that need to hear it. Y'all ready? 16th chapter, book of Matthew, verse 1. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas, and he left them and departed. Everybody understand what they're saying there? We're living in a wicked generation that can tell you it's going to rain today. Tomorrow is not going to rain. Next week is not going to rain. They can tell you all of that, but can't tell you why this virus is sweeping this world. And it's right there in their face. Does everybody understand? So have we proven that New York is at the pinnacle of God's judgment? So then we have to look at what happened in New York. Just last year, they, they passed the Reproductive Health Act. That allows a mother 
to have an abortion full term if her life is in danger. And the doctors and the mother can decide, well, you know, that because there are no written rules about what the danger is. Does everybody understand? This baby is, is just not wanting to come out right. Okay, so let's, let's have an abortion. I'm already 10 months, 11 months pregnant. It ain't came out. Okay, well, let's abort it. And the legislators, they did that. Let me see. It was on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade. They passed that as a landmark, and they were going to lead the rest of us into this full-term abortion. And the legislators applauded. Yay for women's rights, their reproductive rights. Ain't no man nowhere in there. The only problem is God saw it. God told Jeremiah, before you were born, I formed you. And I knew you. That lets me know that when a child is conceived, God in him, himself is in that secret place forming that child. And then we come along and we kill God's masterpiece and call it rights. I ain't never been for abortion, ever. It's always been the devil. Even when I was out in the world, I knew that was wrong. It is murder. And this country, along with other countries, they're going to have to answer for the innocent blood that have been shed. I'm not even for the death penalty. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the system, the law system is flawed. It's too many people that have been killed that ain't done a thing. Just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Or just look like somebody else. And, and God is against that in and of itself. Everybody understand? I'm going to tell you about me. I believe everybody deserves forgiveness. And Jesus Christ demonstrated that with the woman that was taken in the act of adultery. Their law said that she should be stoned. What do you say? Mercy. Because the truth of the matter is we all deserve it. Everybody understand? I don't believe in taking a man, even if he's guilty. Let's say he did it. He killed whoever, killed a whole slew of people, and we put him in jail. Well, by the time you get done letting him sit there for 20 years until his appeals run out, he's a whole completely different individual. How many of us can look back on our life 20 years ago and see how stupid we were? We're different individuals today. You're not killing the same man. That man have had time to sit there and think. So God is against it. Grown, grown folks being put to death. God is against it. Grown folks that have killed, that have stolen, that have done all this stuff, God is against it. So how much more so do we think about that little bitty 
baby. Ain't done you nothing. Ain't done anybody anything. You think God is going to allow us to slaughter millions of his creation and not have to answer for it? Oh, we're going to have to answer for that. Everybody understand? And if we've done it and haven't repented, we better repent. That's the reason why I can go out in public and not have to worry about corona. Because I'm on God's side. Everybody understand? Yeah, the, the, but the, the roaches are scattering. The unbelievers, they're scattering six feet. Yeah, because six feet is longer than God's arms. He can't reach at six feet. <laughs> Everybody understand? Yeah, six feet ain't going to save you. Everybody understand? That, that ain't all them little X marks you got on your flow. That ain't going to save anybody that God's coming for. They'll walk right out that store and get hit by somebody's buggy and die. <laughs> so the Lord called these people hypocrites. Because you can say when it's going to rain, when it's going to be a good day, and can't tell what time you're living in and why the stuff that's going on is going on. So I'm going to read a few statistics here. The Reproductive Health Act passed the New York State Senate by a vote of 38 to 24 on January 22, 2019, the 46th anniversary of the Roe versus Wade ruling. It was signed into law by Governor Andrew Cuomo that evening, and he ordered the One World Trade Center and other landmarks to be lit in pink to celebrate the bill's passage. The newly enacted Reproductive Health Act expands on what's legal after 24 weeks, allowing a woman to get an abortion after 24 weeks if her health is threatened. You, now, you see how broad that is? Health threat. Oh, my blood pressure's up. Whose blood pressure don't go up when they pushing a 10-pound baby out? My blood pressure up just knowing you do it. <laughs> Everybody understand? If her health is threatened, not just her life, and if the fetus would be unable to survive outside the womb. That's, that's Everybody. Everybody understand? Health threatened. Uh, you know, you, a woman, when she gets pregnant, she automatically knows her health is threatened. That's just automatic. Something can go wrong. Everybody see? Her health is not, she's going to die. Her health is threatened. Her feet swollen. That ain't normal. That's threat. That's a threat to me. I'm trying to show you, it's, it's too broad. Anybody can do it now. The new law also moves abortion regulations from the state's criminal code to the health code, thereby removing the threat of criminal prosecution for medical professionals who perform abortions. Listen to this. And it also allows nurse practitioners, 
physician assistants, licensed midwives, and in addition to doctors to provide abortions. Everybody hear that? You think God wasn't going to come down for that? In, just, in, in other words, just be in the medical field. Democratic lawmakers had attempted to pass such a law for years in New York, but it previously failed to pass the Republican-controlled state Senate. In November, Democrats won back control of the state Senate for the first time in nearly a decade, and New York Governor Cuomo, a Democrat, vowed to take the opportunity to, pro to broaden reproductive rights for women. All right. Everybody hear that? So is that enough to prove to you that God come down in his fury for New York for a reason? And the rest of us that thought we were going to follow suit and allow these babies to be killed? So let me ask you this. Where did this virus start? You can say it. What country did it start in? Yeah, ain't nobody. You say okay. <laughs> it started where? In China. So that must mean that China is in some kind of boat with God as well. So let's go look at their reproductive rights. I'm talking about common sense. Folks with common sense just completely overlooking what's going on. China has what they call a one-child policy. The one-child policy was originally designed to be a one-generation policy. It was enforced at the provincial level, and enforcement varied. Some provinces had more relaxed restrictions. The one-child limit was most strict, uh, strictly enforced in densely par uh, populated urban areas. When this, when this policy was first in introduced, 6.1 million families that had already given birth to a child were giving were given the one-child honorary certificates. This was a pledge they had to make to ensure they would not have more children. Did they stop having sex? So what was going on? Everybody understand? They were sacrificing to the devil. Let's go ahead and keep reading. Beginning in 1980, the official policy granted local officials the flexibility to make exceptions and allow second children in the case of practical difficulties, such as cases in which the father was a disabled serviceman or when both parents were single children. And some provinces had other exemptions worked into their policies as well. In most areas, families were allowed to apply to have a second child if their firstborn was a daughter. Everybody hear that? They had to apply. This is, y'all didn't hear that in school? Yeah, this was, this was known even when I was in school. When I was in school, we were taught this. Why isn't it being taught today in school? Because that's what we're moving to. Everybody understand? 
Furthermore, families with children with disabilities have different policies and families whose first child suffers from physical disability, mental illness, or intellectual disability were allowed to have more children. However, second children were sometimes subject to birth spacing, usually three or four years. Children born in overseas countries were not counted under the policy if they did not obtain Chinese citizenship. Chinese citizens returning from abroad, abroad were allowed to have a second child. The Sichuan province allowed exemptions for couples of certain backgrounds. By one estimate, there were at least 22 ways in which parents could qualify for exemptions, exceptions to the law towards the end of the one-child policy existence. As of 2007, only 36% of the population was subjected to strict one-child limit. 53% were permitted to have a second child if their first was a daughter. 9.6% of, of Chinese couples were permitted two children regardless of their gender. All right, so let's read about the enforcement now. The family planning policy was enforced through a financial penalty if the form of the social child-raising fee, sometimes called family planning fine in the West, which was collected as a fraction of either the annual disposable income of, the, of city dwellers or of the annual cash income of peasants in the year of the child's birth. For instance, in one city, the fee was between three and six annual incomes for incomes below the per capita income of the district, plus one to two times the annual income exceeding the average. The family was required to pay the fine. As, a, as part of the policy, women were required to have a contraceptive, an IUD device surgically installed after having a first child to be, and to be sterilized by tubal ligation after having a second child. From 1980 to 2014, 324 million Chinese women were fitted with IUDs in this way. And 108 million were sterilized. Women who refused these procedures, which many resented, could lose their government employment and their children could lose access to education or health services. The IUDs installed in this way were modified such that they could not be removed manually but only through surgery. In 2013, Deputy Director of the National Family Health and Family Planning Commission. What does that sound like? Planned Parenthood. Do y'all see that? Said that China's population will not grow substantially in the short term. A survey by the commission found that only about half of eligible couples wish to have two children, mostly because of the cost of living impacting of a second child. So in other words, they've been brainwashed. They've accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. 
1980, you had women that wanted to have more than two children, that wanted to have babies, and they resented the policy. In the year 2000, you got women that don't want more than two anyway. Now let me make this clear. Abortion is at the top and the bottom. It ain't just you pulling a baby out of a woman. It's you tying their tubes. It's the same thing. It still stops God's plan for you. Everybody understand? So now you see why it started in China? You see why it made its way to New York and wreck shop there? The Bible says that we're made in the image and likeness of God. The devil don't like that. And he's talked people into destroying that image in their own womb. He's perverted people's minds towards children to make it seem like children are a burden. Children are only a burden to those that are selfish. Those that don't want to crucify flesh. But this Bible says that children are a blessing. They are the heritage from God to people. And you got Christians today, even preachers that will stand up and say, no, I don't believe in abortion, but I can't judge. But they'll stand up there all day and judge folks for not paying tithes. So whose mind is twisted? Everybody understand? It's, to me, it's just common sense. This is common sense. Let's look at the numbers. Where did it start? Okay, so what did China do? Okay, so it made its way over here. Who's got most of it? Okay, so what did New York do? What do those two places have in common? They hate God. They hate the image of God. So much so that they're willing to destroy the innocent. That's the reason why we don't walk around in fear. Because we've repented. And we're walking upright before God. Killing babies is no longer an option. And we hate people destroying life. God thought so much of life, he told his people, don't drink blood, don't eat from don't eat blooded animals because life is in that blood. Everybody understand? You could take a perfectly healthy individual. If you pinch them hard enough in that vein and they start bleeding, they'll bleed out and die. It don't matter how many laps they could run around the track. When somebody's blood is going out of their body, that's it. Why? Because God meant what he said. Life is in the blood. 
You may say, well, Brother Bolton, that sounds barbaric. Let's think about how barbaric it is for somebody to stick some tweezers inside of a woman and snatch a child out limb by limb. You think God is going to stand by and allow that to continue to happen? And this is God's word for America and anybody else that's got a problem with it. God will mourn for you when you start mourning for these innocent babies that you've been killing. It's folks all around, all shook up behind, folks dying, behind, dying. The Bible says it's appointed to man once to die. And you shook up behind grown folks dying, but can care less about that baby that's been killed every day. There's something wrong. It's something seriously wrong. To me, if I was worldly, I would say you have a mental illness. When you got a problem with 80-year-old people dying, but don't have a problem with doctors and whoever else throwing little bitty babies in a trash can to go to somebody's lab somewhere. No, I'm not crazy. You are. Everybody understand? God has to judge that. So we come back to common sense. This is what shows how blind, what we read about here in the 16th chapter, these were religious people. The Pharisees were religious people. They could tell you what time of day it was, what, you know, what was by the sky and all of that. But couldn't tell you what was going on spiritually. You know why? Because these things are spiritually discerned. Nobody who's outside of God is going to be able to look and see the numbers and say, this is for that. This is the reason why this is happening. We need to repent. It ain't going to happen. It's, it is not going to happen. You know why? Because God confounds the wise of this world. My prayer is that people who hear this message, if they're the elect of God, they will repent if they need to repent, even for the mindset. Every church in this world ought to be preaching against the murder of innocent babies. Every church in the world ought to have a disdain for it. And I don't, I, I, you know, I don't believe that there's preachers that don't want to offend people. You don't want to, you'll, you'll get under their skin about money. You'll preach hard on what you want to preach hard on, preacher. God is against it. My prayer is that America will wake up, because I'm telling you, this is going to be a long ride. Everybody understand? This is going to be a long ride. And those of us that belong to God, we've been on this ride anyway. Everybody understand? We saw it years ahead of time. Those that are in the circles we're supposed to be in, we've heard about what was coming. 
You know, nowadays, everybody try to make homeschooling cool. Now, because they have to do it. Yeah, everybody's into it now. Well, this is something new. What is this? Four years ago, when we started doing it, we were a cult. <laughs> Everybody understand? That's why we're peculiar people. If we'll follow God, God will always lead us down the path that everybody else needs to be following. And eventually, he'll force their hand to do it. I'm going to tell you what else going to happen. Some of these mamas are going to start staying at home. Who else going to, you know, look after these children? Yeah. You're going to drop that education. Your degree don't mean a thing when you're laid off. I'm telling you, I don't feel sorry for nobody. We need to get back to the way God wants things done. You know, if you know, like I know, the only reason why two, two uh, income households were encouraged was because the government wanted more people to pay taxes. My prayer is that we'll wake up. Church folks sleeping. And this is what happens when you go to church and they don't preach about sin. You got to scatter trying to figure out what's going on. But God always keep his people in the know. These things are revealed to us by the spirit of God. So we always, everybody understand, we might not know every point and every dot that God is connecting, but we're going to have an idea. Okay, God said do this. We need to do this. And we don't have to ask why. Okay, God, you want me to move up? We'll move. And while the world is laughing, like the old people say, you laugh now, you cry later. <laughs> you watch how many folks leave the city. How many folks leaving, leaving New York? And you know, now they're stopping them at the border. What, what you here for? Okay, you need to quarantine for two weeks. Put yourself on time out. My wife's brother, uh, before they went to, he had a job to do in Mississippi. They had to get permission and had to show the state of Mississippi that the job they were doing was essential to even cross the border. Now, do we all know where this is going? They using fear to bring to pass all these movies you've been watching. Everybody understand? They just using fear tactics. Hey, 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 we're doing this for safety reasons. And I'm telling you, if Christians don't wake up and see what's going on, they're going to take that mark. They are going to take that mark. All in the name of safety. I'm trying to show you how slick the devil is and the government is. Everybody understand? How many of you watch those movies like that? The border checking and stay in your house, the military going, you know, martial law, all of that. That's what we are now. 
We're in the movie. And you got church folks. Well, you know, God gave us five. He gave us common sense. They'll fall right into it. That, when I hear folks say that about this situation, I know you ain't hearing from God. You can sit down. You don't even see what's going on. You're going to take that mark and you're not going to even know it. My prayers are that we will wake up and see what's going on. That this is what we're moving towards. I'm not sure outside of repentance, we, I don't think we're going to ever bounce back. Everybody understand? And even if America do get back to normal, it's going to be a new normal. It ain't going to be like it was when we first, before this all happened. It's one thing to have a devil slap you in the face and you get mad about it. And you know he shouldn't have done it. It's another thing to have the devil slap you in the face and let him talk you into believing this is the way, this is just the way it is. And that's what's going on. The devil slapping folks in the face and they, and they just accept, well, yeah, we need to self-quarantine. That ain't nothing but jail. Everybody understand? Now, me, I've been self-quarantining for years. Everybody understand? I've been staying away from toxic centers. Everybody understand? Yeah, it ain't, it's in the Bible. <laughs> I've been not keeping company. I've been six-foot rule been in effect for me. <laughs> this ain't nothing new. <laughs> Everybody understand? Yeah, this ain't Christians. If we abide by God's word, we've been doing it. We know the world ain't self-quarantining, so I'm going to do it for you. You toxic, I'm going to stay away from you. Yeah, this ain't, this ain't nothing new. But the Bible says that, that believers ought to gather together. Everybody see? I tell you what. I'm glad to have eyes, spiritual eyes. I'm glad that this thing didn't take us by surprise, what's going on. And even more so, I'm glad that we're under the shadow of the Almighty. Everybody understand? My prayer is that this situation will help people, other people to get under that shadow. My prayer is that God will use this to cause other people to give their lives to him, you see. And wake some of the believers up who think they believe and don't. Your common sense is your worst enemy when it comes to faith and the things of God. Faith always supersedes common sense. Everybody understand? Common sense told Abraham, you can't have a baby at 100 years old. You can't be 90 and have a baby. Abraham was 75 and, and Sarah was 60 when God told them they were going to have a baby. Common sense would have said, well, God, you, you better hurry up and make it happen. But faith said, I'm going to wait another 25 years. 
so that you'll know it's me. Everybody understand? We can go all throughout the Bible and show you how God moved. Common sense says you can't raise a man from the dead after he's been dead for four days. His body is already beginning to rotten. Common sense says bury that man and leave him buried. You don't want to see that. You don't want to smell that either. And I'm trying to show you why common sense is an enemy of God. Let's think about the people in the graveyards today. How is your common sense factor in God raising them from the dead? Everybody understand? It does not. And God want us to get out of that. Your common sense is to be used for everyday life. Common sense says I need to jack the car up if I want to take the tire off. Don't, don't bring that into God's spiritual world. Everybody understand? All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for this word that we've heard. We ask, Lord, that it will reach every ear that you want it to reach. And we ask, Lord, that you will open the ears of your people so they can hear and understand what you've revealed and what's going on today. Help us, Lord, not to be moved with fear and anxiety. Help us, Lord, to continue to live our lives, lives as you have called us to live, Lord. Your word says that the just lives by faith. That we walk by faith and not by sight. Help us, Lord, to live what we think we've been preaching all these years. Help us, Lord, to examine ourselves by your word, Lord. Because we know that these situations that we're in today shows us who we really are. Help us not to overlook it, Lord, by the world's wisdom. But help us to see things through your eyes and examine ourselves, Lord, and see where we are to see if, we find, if we're coming up short. Help us, Lord, to repent of the things we need to repent of. Help us to live completely for you, Lord. Lord, I also ask that you be merciful to people in this world. Lord, I ask that you will open up their eyes and show them that they need you. We know, Lord, that you're a merciful God and you don't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. And so, God, I ask that you will be merciful to us as mankind. Lord, I also pray, Lord, that you will raise up a generation that will carry the torch whose light will shine bright in this world, Lord, to show people their wicked ways. Wake your church up, Lord, so that we can be the light that you've called us to be, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for our shortcomings, for, the, for not carrying that torch the way you've called us to. Forgive us, Lord, for playing church. Help us, Lord, to become what, we, what your word says we're supposed to be. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. All right, if that's uh, all now, we'll meet up here shortly and continue to discuss what we've heard today. That's all you're dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.